10, unwrapping your spiritual gifts. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. So Paul goes into what we call John, what we call 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. And there's some things going on there about spiritual gifts. And uh, there was some confusion. There was some... Uh, misapplication perhaps and Paul wrote to in his letter to them he's like I, I I don't want you to be ignorant I don't want you to be unlearned about spiritual gifts there's some things I need to talk to you about on spiritual gifts amen so remember last week we talked about that uh, every one of us has a place to fulfill in the kingdom of God amen uh, I talked about my wife in the last class, and she's here in this class, so I'll try not to uh, tell the whole, you know, get myself in trouble. Uh, but uh, when my wife was, uh, I don't know how old we were then, but somewhere in her 20s, uh, I believe, uh, she, she got really sick. And uh, it was right around operate right around the first Gulf War. She got really, really sick, and uh, she was about the uh, uh, color of a lemon, and uh, she had jaundice so bad. Uh, they thought she had hepatitis, and all the hepatitis medicine was over in the Gulf War there, so there was no medicine to give her, and so. Uh, but they took her in and, and they come to find out that she had uh, gallstones really, really bad. And so they hooked the vacuum cleaner up and they got, you know, sucked out the, the gallbladder because they just vacuum everything out nowadays. <laughs> and uh, so they got they took out her gallbladder and, you know, gave her a couple stitches and sent her on her way. And, uh, you know, she she uh she was able to 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 go back to somewhat you know a normal life without a gallbladder uh but because her gallbladder's missing there was some effects in her body she became lactose intolerant she certain things she can't eat because she doesn't have a gallbladder she can function but her body isn't it's, it's missing something, okay? So if we don't fulfill our place in the kingdom in the body of Christ, the body will function, but it's, it, it's missing something. It's not going to function as well as it could function. Amen. So we have to understand our spiritual gifts. So we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And I want you to remember when I use that spiritual gift word spiritual gift today I'm not just talking about what Paul talks about in chapter 12 but we will use those as reference points okay nine truths about spiritual gifts so all believers have spiritual gifts All believe, I'm sorry, all. I'm going to say all here in a minute. It'd be helpful if I just read my notes. The brother's blind. Only believers have supernatural, have spiritual gifts, okay? 
That's not to say everyone doesn't have some kind of gift in their life. There's talented people. But only believers have spiritual gifts. And that'll make more sense here as we go on. Every Christian has at least one spiritual gift. God didn't leave any of us wanting. We're not all the same. We all have our place. Everyone has at least one spiritual gift. Come on, mouse. There you go. No one receives all spiritual gifts. There are no super powered Christians. Okay, there's no superhero. That's the word I want to use. There's no superhero Christians. No Avengers of the body of Christ. <laughs> no Batman or Batgirls. <laughs> Amen. We don't have them all. No one has them all. Now, now I'll admit, there's some folks that I, th- I look at them, I think they got them all. But they don't have them all. They don't, there's no one. Uh, there was only one. There was only one and he wasn't in the church. <laughs> there's only one that had all spiritual gifts and he died on a cross so that we could have the spiritual gifts we got <laughs> okay Jesus had all spiritual gifts <laughs> but he was God robed in flesh amen although everyone speaks with tongues or with other tongues when they receive the Holy Ghost not everyone has the gift of tongues. Okay, there's many people in the church world that, you know, they, they say, well, I have the Holy Ghost, but I haven't spoken in tongues. You don't have, you, they say, you know, that's a spiritual gift. Everyone doesn't speak in tongues. That's a spiritual gift. Some people have it. And okay, yes, there is a gift. There is the gift of tongues, But that's not the same thing as the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. And Paul kind of makes that clear if you really read everything he writes on the subject. But uh, you could just cherry pick a few scriptures and make it say what fits your doctrine if you wanted to. No single gift is given to everyone. Okay, Now, let me kind of, there's a few there that sound similar. Only believers have spiritual gifts. No one has all spiritual gifts. Everyone has at least one spiritual gift, believers. And no single gift is given to everyone. Okay, so there's not a spiritual gift that God says everyone's got it. Okay. Uh, It doesn't happen because we all have a place that we fit in the kingdom of God. Amen. You can't earn or work for spiritual gifts. And I think this is one of those things that is the reason why Paul had to actually pen in his letter some of the things that he wrote in chapter 12 
of 1 Corinthians. He, he said in Ephesians, and this is in your notes, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Okay, so we, we receive, so if you have, if you're, God's working in gifts in your life, it's through grace. Okay, so the grace that is given is for the gift that is given. So, uh, but it's working through the grace of God. Uh, the grace is that enabling power of God's spirit. The Holy Ghost decides what gift I get. The spirit of God. Uh, and that I, I believe I talked about this a little bit in my last class. Uh, I believe uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, with with where we are. But it also has to do with where the body is or the circumstances that God has placed us in at any given moment. So I, I got to be careful. I'm going to get three or four slides ahead of myself. That's sometimes the tough part about teaching. Uh, so I'm to develop the gift God gives me. Okay. So this is one of the ones people kind of cringe or they, I, I don't, I don't want to say cringe. They, they don't, they, they don't think about. Okay. So when God is operating and, and I'm going to use someone, uh, that we, most of us know. And, uh, if he happens to watch this, he'll forgive me. Uh, and uh, but I want to use someone that's kind of not connected here uh, to kind of explain this point. So uh, most of us know Brother Scott Shelton. OK, so Brother Scott Shelton, uh, God has placed in him, definitely placed in him a gift of prophecy. So we any of us that have been around his ministry have seen him work in the gift of prophecy. OK. And. But I believe Brother Shelton would tell you is that that gift began to work in his life, especially as a younger minister. He had to develop. And what I mean by that, when I say develop, so when I, I work on a job in that job, I develop the skills for me to do that job. OK, if you're if you hang shingles uh, on a roof, which I've done that, uh, there's some guys in here that are painters. I paint. I'm not a painter. Okay. Uh, I'm not a terrible painter. I mean, I don't paint terribly, but I'm not a painter. Okay. Uh, when I get done, it'll look pretty good, but it might take me three or four times longer than it will take a painter. Okay. Uh, but those that that are painters, those that are ro- people that do roofs, I can lay shingles. I'm pretty I'm even pretty good at it. OK, but I might do a square an hour. OK, a roofer, 
He can do three, four square. And I, I mean, they, they can put them, lay them down and move. If you're doing one square an hour and a, a roofer comes along, he's probably going to throw you off the roof. <laughs> you in the way, Jack, you've got to go. Okay, but they developed that skill, okay? You know, they worked at it, okay? And so we don't necessarily think about that spiritually. You got to... If, if, you, if I come to a place where, you know, and I was talking to Brother Sheldon, he came to a place where he understood God was you. He had to develop that. That doesn't mean he goes out and starts practicing prophecy. Okay, I'm going to go prophesy for this guy. I'm going to go prophesy for that guy. That's not what I'm talking about. But he began to develop as God would use him. He would kind of learn how the spirit moved. There were times when he would tell you he, he, he thought it was God and it was something else, you know. He missed it. But I'm going to tell you right, right now, if Brother Shelton called me today and said, you know, Brother Barr, I got a word for you. You know, like I used to tell my kids, if I tell you it's raining pork chops, you just grab a frying pan. Don't look out the window. Just go get a frying pan. Your brother Shelton called me up and said, Brother Barr, it's going to rain pork chops. I'm going to go find me some freezer bags. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I, I, there wouldn't be no doubt because, you know, I know that God has developed that in his life. Now, if, you know, there's some folks, they might tell me they have a word from God. I'm going to have to go ask the pastor. Hey, so-and-so said, what do you think? You know, because <laughs> I don't know if they developed that yet. Amen. I'm going to get stuck there. I better move on. I done left preaching and went to meddling, I think. <clears throat> it's a sin to waste the gift that God gave us. Amen. It's a sin to waste to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. Uh Corinthians, this is in your notes, Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us, again, Paul writing here, so let a man so account of us as of the ministry of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Now, let's be honest. When we think of the word steward, what do we think of? Most of us, when we think of the word steward, what do we think of? Huh? Serving, I think of, by default, if you're saying, I need to be a good steward, I think of money. Okay? That's what most people think of. They think of money or, or things that God, not necessarily think of, but it's everything that God gives us. If we're going to be a good steward, and we know the parable of the, that in Matthew, talked about that a little bit last week, somebody wasn't a good steward. And God said, okay, well, I'm going to take what I gave you and give it to someone else. Amen. So it's a sin to waste what God gives us. The gifts, and we're talking about gifts. Okay, so using my gifts honors God and expands me. Okay, when I use that word expand, I don't mean lift up or build up. I mean, it expands. It helps me to grow. Okay, so when, when I allow God to 
work in me and I use the gifts that God places in my life, first and foremost, it honors Him. If it's not honoring Him, then it's probably not from Him. Or there's some carnality that I need to pray about. Okay? And I think we have to be careful of that. I, I, I believe, I, be, I personally believe, okay, I personally, I'm telling you this is what I personally believe. I'm not saying that this is what Antioch teaches. I'm not saying that, I'm telling you what I believe. I believe that the thorn in the flesh that Paul talks about was uh, a spiritual thorn in his flesh. Some, some think it was a physical. I think it was spiritual. I think there was something in his life. And it was there, it was there, there to keep him in a place of prayer, keep into him into a place where he understood that all those gifts working in his life would not lift him up. He expanded, but God it made him to know God's doing this in my life because I got this thing. And I know that this thing, I shouldn't be able to be used in the things of God when I got this thorn in my flesh. But God told him, I'm leaving it there so you know that you've got to pray about that. I'm not, I don't necessarily think that Paul, you know, fell to that thing, but he had that thing that he fought against. Again, that's my belief. I don't think it was physical. Amen. So what's the purpose of spiritual gifts? Amen. Mm, About one slide behind schedule. The purpose of spiritual gifts, not... uh, not for my benefit, but for the benefit of others. Okay, God does not place spiritual gifts in me for, to benefit me. They're to benefit the body. It's to benefit other people. And there's a ringing somewhere up here. Uh, each one of you... Uh, 1 Peter 4.10, each one of you as good managers of God's different gifts must use the good, use for the good of others, the spiritual gift he has received from God. So you have to use the gift that you receive from God for the good of others, to lift up others, not ourselves. It's to produce maturity and harmony in the church. Amen. It's to produce maturity and harmony. So so it should help others to mature and it should bring harmony to the body. Okay? And that's one of the things Paul was trying to address when he wrote what we now call chapter 12 of his letter to Corinthians. There was some Lack of harmony in the church at Corinth because everybody wanted to be used in this and everyone wanted to be used in that and they were seeking after all of these gifts. And he goes on to tell them to 
to really, he goes on to tell them to seek after love. That's really what he tells them. Uh, it was he who gave gifts to men to build up the body of Christ so we shall all come together to that oneness in our faith to become mature. Then we shall no longer be children carried about by every way. I'm trying to read that verse and put the King James in there like I know it should be. Carried by the waves blown about by every shifting wind. Amen. That's the good news version. Amen. So some quickly some cautions about spiritual gifts. Now, what I'm going to say here could be slightly confusing, okay? It's funny, I used the word confused twice right there. That's pretty good. Uh, so, don't, don't confuse gifts with natural talents, okay? But at the same time, there's some things that God placed in our life that used outside of the things of God could be called talents, okay? I'm gonna, I have this somewhere else in my notes, but I'm thinking about it now, so I'll say it now. I'll probably say it again. Uh, I believe, I believe a, the difference between a talent and a spiritual gift, I believe that it could be the exact same thing, but the difference between a talent and a spiritual gift is the enabling power. So if I'm doing something under my power, that's a talent, Okay, but if I'm doing something that I'm talented at under the power or through the grace of God, now it's a spiritual gift. It could be the same thing, but the application of it when when I'm operating. So so if I have a talent of there's some people that have their they have a talent of administration. And so they might be doing administration on their job, okay? So they're operating on their job under the, brother, you can just come around. If, if you didn't uh, have a chance to give in the first session, uh, ushers are going to come, come around with a basket. Uh, and uh, so that same person then might be in a in a spiritual setting, might be, being used in that same administration, but under the empowerment of the Spirit of God, now that same thing is a spiritual gift, okay? It's all about where the empowerment, that doesn't mean you can't be used in spiritual gifts on your job, okay? But it's about what's being lifted up, what's being benefited, okay? So that's not to say talents can't be spiritual gifts. It's just how they're being used, okay? That's why I said that could be confusing. Okay, so, but don't confuse a gift. In other words, just because I have a talent doesn't mean it's a spiritual gift. Only if I'm allowing that thing to be used to benefit the kingdom of God does it now become a spiritual gift. So God might give you a talent and you decide to use it for your own glory, it's no longer a spiritual gift. It's a talent. Okay? Don't confuse gifts with the fruit of the Spirit. 
Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit, there's one fruit with nine, the way I, uh, the word I like to use when I'm teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, nine aspects of one fruit. Okay, if you take an orange, an orange has a peel, it has pulp, it has that membrane between each slice, it has uh, seeds, I might have already said that, uh, but those, it's one fruit, but there's a different aspects of that one fruit, okay? And uh, so the fruit of the Spirit is not the gifts of the Spirit. Fruit shows maturity. So if I'm growing or if I'm maturing in Christ, then the fruit of the Spirit should develop in me. So if, if I've been walking with God for, and I have been walking with God since I was, you know, 14, been striving to walk with God, sometimes I think He's chasing me. You need to get back in line. We're walking this way got this new puppy and I'm I'm training him so I had him out on the leash this weekend had him on a leash and his choker chain and you know he decided he wanted to go do something go ahead brother (laughs) sometimes that's how I feel in my walking with God he says go ahead he's got me on a choker chain Uh, this way I tell Oliver this way okay Sometimes God's got to do, do me like that. But if I've been walking with God this long and the, fruits of the, the fruit of the Spirit is not, you know, if I'm not love, peace, joy, if those things, the more I mature, the more of that should be coming out in me. If it's not, then I'm not maturing, okay? I like to say we, we're not judges. The Bible says, judge not, lest you be judged. But we can be fruit inspectors. You, you shall know them by their fruit. You can't be a judge, but you can be a fruit inspector. I'm just saying, that's what the Bible says. <clears throat> Gifts show ministry, okay? Fruit shows my maturity. Gifts show my ministry. How or where I can or should be ministering now next is don't confuse gifts with christian roles okay i talked about uh that 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 uh gifting of administration or say the gifting of leadership so just because i have a gift of leadership doesn't mean i should say okay i'm the pastor okay not everyone that has a gift of leadership is called to be the pastor are called to be a pastor. Okay? You can you can have a gift, but that don't confuse gifts with roles or I think I don't necessarily like the word role, maybe uh offices uh of of uh might be a better uh word. Amen. This one I think is pretty big. So beware of gift projection. And uh, Brother Lewis, I talked about you last week. You had left a room, and but you're here now, so I'm going to talk about you again. Amen. 
So last week I talked about Brother Lewis and I talked about how he could go outside to that stop sign, you know, and, and he could witness to that stop sign and invite it to church and it would carry itself up out the ground and come to church and get baptized. <laughs> That's a gift. Brother Lewis has a spiritual gifting in that area. Okay? So, so but it, it could be easy for Brother Lewis to not understand that that's a gift and say, why doesn't Brother Barr bring stop signs to church? I, I can get that stop sign to come to church. Why can't, you know, someone else? Because he's projecting his gift on someone. Well, I can't project my gift that God has put in my, I can't, everyone doesn't have that gift. I can't project it. I can't say, well, why can't they do that? Because that's not their gift, Okay. I have to operate where God has called me in the body and let others operate where they're called to operate or how they're called to operate. So it's very easy for people to, to I don't think we do it consciously. We have to think about it. So we have to be aware when we're doing that. And uh, so that's just, again, talking about cautions about spiritual gifts okay and don't feel my gift makes me superior to others the eye cannot say to the hand I, I read that passage of scripture downstairs the last class and started laughing to myself because I thought I read it wrong and I've read that passage of scripture a thousand times started reading and I said I said my eye doesn't say anything <laughs> my eye can't talk but threw me off. Uh, the eye, can, the eye, uh, and the eye cannot say because it can't talk. But the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have no need of thee." Nor again the head to the feet, "I have no need of you." You know, my head says to my feet, "I don't need you." And they say, "Okay, stay here. We're leaving." <laughs> head looked kind of funny rolling around all by itself. Amen. We need each other. We, we can't, we're not superior. Amen. No matter what gift God places in our life. Amen. And so the last warning, realize that using my gifts without love is worthless. Amen. Let me, last class, I didn't look this up, but I want to look it up real quick because I don't want to misquote it. I did downstairs. Because I was on a, under a hard deadline there. Here I'm under a soft deadline. <laughs> Sister got scared. Oh no. <laughs> the brother going to go all night. <laughs> Paul, Paul ends Corinthians 12. And it says this way, but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show unto you a more excellent way. So Paul is writing that uh, chapter and he says, but covet ye the best gifts. And then he goes on to tell us what that best gift is in chapter 13. He said, we need these things, but don't don't covet those things. Don't don't chase 
prophecy. Don't chase the gift of interpretation. Don't chase the gift of healing. If God puts that gift in your life, but if you're going to pursue, if you're going to seek after a gift, let it be a more excellent way. And then he goes on to talk about love. And that's really what I think Paul is really trying to tell us. All of those other things are norm, are needful, but if they're not done in love, if they're not done through the spirit of love, then they're worthless. They're, 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 they're of, we become a tinkling brass and a sounding cymbal. Amen. Recognize that I have a primary and a secondary ministry. Okay? So we all, we, we're, again, we're trying to find where, where am I, my place in the kingdom. So we all have a primary and a secondary ministry. Your primary or my primary ministry uh, commitment should be in an area where I'm gifted. Okay, so this is awkward, but uh, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be boastful. Uh, I, I feel as I have a gifting to teach. Okay, that's, that's a gifting that I have. God's gifted me to be able to, to, to teach. Okay, so that would be kind of like a primary gifting for me. That's where I, I'm going to be used... I'll always be doing that. I'll always, at some point, you know, be, you know, the, there's been times when it was a lot. There's times when it's sporadic, but that's, that's would be like my primary place of ministry in the church is teaching. Okay. I mean, I don't necessarily think I'm a gifted preacher. I can, God uses me to preach, but I think I'm a better, I think God has gifted me to teach. Most of the time I teach and it's called preaching. Uh, and uh, so, so that's where I should, I should be used. I should expect to be, be willing to be used. If someone needs something taught, Bible studies is one of those. I love to teach Bible studies because that's what God has given me the, the gift. The secondary ministry that I should be uh, involved in includes serving in any other area of the body where there's a need. Now, I've probably been used more in a secondary in different times in my walk with God where I was not operating in my primary gifting, if you will, but the need was for me to do this, you know, one of them, actually, right now, uh, I, again, I'm using. I talk about myself because you know you don't want me to talk about you. You'll get mad at me, <clears throat> and I know me better than I know you. Okay, so uh, one area of, of ministry, and I do consider it ministry, is I am. Uh, uh, it's one of my responsibilities to to manage or take care of the church management software, okay? That's not necessarily a gifting for me. I can do it. I'm good at certain computer things because I do it for a living, but that's, that's a secondary thing for me, okay? I do it more than the primary, but that's not necessarily, I don't necessarily think that I have a special gift for that. Uh, but that's where the church needs me to minister okay 
you know, there's been other times I've, I've mentioned before, you know, uh, different things. Uh, I've led worship. Not here, because we got people that are gifted in that. But when I was uh, leading a congregation in Brooklyn Park, someone had to lead it. And, okay, you play the keyboard and I'll make some noise. But we're going to get some worship going on. As soon as I found someone that could do it better, brother, you got it. I'll be over here helping you out. But there were times when I needed to lead worship. I mean, it didn't sound always sound good, but it was anointed because I'm worshiping. I'm making a joyful noise and worshiping God and I'll get us. We'll we'll get God's presence in the place, you know, but there was me and other people were happy when someone came with a gifting. (laughs) Recognize the difference between supernatural gifts. And I kind of talked about this a little bit. Supernatural gifts, that's operated only under the influence of God's Spirit. Okay? Supernatural gifts are, are, when God uses, they only operate, we cannot do them in and of ourselves. Okay? Uh, I have, I don't even like to use it. I'll use this word. I have been used in word of wisdom. Okay? Word of knowledge. I've been used of God in word of knowledge. I'll say something to someone. You know, it's, it, that is a, what falls under prophecy. They put it under kind of a supernatural, when they talk about the gifts of the Spirit, and we got them listed here. That's under there, okay? But I don't, the only, I, I, I definitely, I just can't look at anyone. Now, there's some folks that, I think can almost do this. Brother Shelton being one of them. Brother Shelton shows up at the birthday party. I'm going to go in the other room and repent and come back just in case, you know, just, just in case, (laughs) just want to make sure because I might get a little close to him and he, his little antennae go off. I just want to make sure, you know, (laughs) cover my bases. Uh, (laughs) But, I've been used in a gift, but I, if, if that, that, that doesn't happen, that only happens only under the anointing of God. You know, only under uh, a supernatural. That's a supernatural. I don't, it's not something that I can just do, okay? Uh, and a natural gifts are... are so we can have spiritual gifts, but they're natural spiritual gifts. That's what I talked about a few minutes ago, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. They're abilities that are enhanced by the Spirit of God or by the presence of God. So they're gifts that God has put in our life. They're natural gifts, but they're enhanced when we allow God to be the, 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 the initiator or God working in us to do that thing. Okay. Amen. So let me uh, kind of bring this to a conclusion. Takes me a minute or two to get there, so hold on. About 
12 to be exact. Uh, so how do I discover my gift? How do you discover your gift? Okay. We just got to get started. Okay. Most often, I think we in the church, and again, I think I was very fortunate. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I was very fortunate. My wife and I, uh, you know, we've been married all of our adult lives to each other. You know, not, other, not to other people, but we've been married all of our adult lives. And uh, she was 18. I mean, yeah, she was 18. I was 19 when we got married. Uh, and uh, we uh, both came from very established apostolic churches. Uh, and uh, so we show up in Lexington Park. We, we, we get married. Uh, we spend a couple days back in Illinois with our families. We pack up all of her stuff and her cat. Oh, God, help us. And we head to Maryland. And we get to Maryland and we found out there was a church right down the street from us. I hadn't found it yet. It was a little home mission church. Okay. So we find out, we go to this church and it was, I went to find a church the night before because I wanted to know where it was. And I followed the directions that the address I had, that was back before GPS, you know, that was back in the day. I don't know how we did that back then, but. But I, I went where they told me to go, and there was, it was a house. I'm like, man, I, I must have missed a turn. I, I, I did something wrong here. I mean, I grew up in an established church. I didn't know what home missions was. Okay? So I go back, and I start over, and I come back, and I'm at the house. I'm like, I guess that's the place. All right, we'll be back in the morning. So we show up the next morning, knock on the door, and uh, Bishop Staten, uh uh, opens the door and, uh, you know, introduces. We, I tell him, I'm looking for the church. Oh, you, you found it. Okay, brother. And who are you? I'm the pastor. Are you really? Okay. Looked like he was 12. We went to his 70th birthday party a couple weeks ago. And, and literally, I mean, if I look at if I look that I'm praying I look that good and act that good when I make it to seven I'm gonna tell you that right now, and uh, so but we we told him who we were and he's like you're from where, and it's like okay, the very first day if I remember correctly Sister Staten was sick, so he told my wife you can teach Sunday school today. <laughs> don't know you from Adam but you came from the church you're going to work <laughs> so we just got started we didn't have no idea what ministry was but we he put us to work we just got started there were things we were good at there were things we weren't so good at there were things that I, no, I don't want to do that no more. But if that, if that's, if you ain't got no one else, I'll keep doing it. But please find someone else, because I'm gonna choke those junior high kids out. <laughs> gonna choke them out. <laughs> gonna send them right to Jesus right now. Y'all got to go. 
You got to get started. <laughs> you got to study, okay? You need to study about spiritual gifts. In your notes there, there's a couple books listed, a couple really good books, one by Brother David Bernard on spiritual gifts and one by uh, Brother, Lee Stoking, Brother Lee Stone King. Uh, if you're interested in getting those books, Esther uh, can probably help you order them through the publishing house or you can just go on the website. Uh, Pentecostal Publishing House. I know they sell both of those. Uh, but other books, that's just two examples uh, about spiritual gifts. Uh, and here's the one we're, we're scared of, but trial and error. You just got to try. Sometimes you just got to, you know, I, I want to see is, if this is an area that God's going to use me in. You're going to find some he will and some you're like, oh, no, I can't. No. Hope the pastor don't ever ask again. <laughs> And when he asks for volunteers, you'd be doing this. Please, please, somebody raise their hand. Y'all know sometimes Brother Barbie, like, like finally, no one else. Because, you know, someone got to help the brother. I, I'll do it. Don't want it to buy, I'll do it. Now I'm going to find someone else to trick into helping me. You love it, brother, don't you? Come help me. Trial and error. You just gotta you gotta try some stuff. It's okay. Try some stuff. Practice on people. That's what I do. So uh, analyze. Okay. Use the unwrapping uh, my gift tool. I'd, uh, actually, I don't know if I put that in your notes. Uh, the set of notes I created for you, but uh, analyze. There's some. There's some other. Uh, Things there in your worksheets, uh, short list of spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about that. No, I, did, I didn't put the, that one. I need to take that out of that thing. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but analyze, uh, you know, the things of the gifts of the Spirit. Analyze yourself, okay? You got to look at, that's really what I'm talking about there. Analyze yourself. Look at who you are. Look at, take an inventory of, of your your, uh, what God has placed in your life, okay? And re, uh, request input from others. Again, I did that. I've always done that in my growing with God. People help me to understand where I should or could be used. Uh, Oikos leader, talk to them. And then take training. Take uh, grow classes, the different stuff. To help you to understand and figure out, you know, where you might fit. Okay. What's that? I went too fast. Well, let me go back then. Because I, I can go to the next. The, this, this is the last slide where you got to fill, fill, fill in anything anyway. Okay, so a uh, little ahead of myself, but I can talk while you're writing by doing this. Uh, in your notes, so you got some homework. So in your notes, you're going to see three or four pages, uh, short list of spiritual gifts. This is what I mean by analyze. You can kind of go through there, different things, you know, read them, look at them. 
assess yourself, maybe other people, and assess other people assess you, not you assess other people, unless they ask you. Because, uh, you know, I'd be assessing my wife all the time. <clears throat> then I go hungry. I learned to stop assessing. <laughs> Smart man, yeah. Took a long time to get that one. <laughs> Amen. So kind of go through there, uh, you know, uh, and uh, figure some stuff out for yourself. Okay. Uh, there's some verses there. And then, okay, three ways. This is all in your notes. Okay. Three ways you want, uh, three ways God wants to use your gifts and my gifts through outgoing ministries through an outgoing, and what I mean by, I'm sorry, ongoing, I can read, honest, through ongoing ministry, uh, through short-term projects, so maybe there's, you know, something going on, uh, of one of, you know, I know some of the young adults here, they do that, you know, go on mission trips and stuff like that. They're doing a couple things when they go on mission trips. They're one, just, being used on a short-term project, but they're also analyzing. They're also figuring out, is this something God would use me in? Is this an area? Okay. So it's, it's okay. It's okay to, you know, try out different things in the ministry, in ministry, not the ministry, in ministry. You know, you're going to find out, man, God, whoo, I don't know what that was, but, you know, I believe God just used me there. He'll show you. Okay, then short list. That's your homework. Let me put these last slides up. There's no, no answers or questions. So in your, in your notes, there's kind of breaking down of spiritual gifts. Uh, so spiritual gifts kind of fall into two categories. We talked about this a little bit. Service gifts and supernatural gifts. Okay. So service gifts edify, build up, okay? So for instance, teaching would be a service gift. It's, it's to edify, it's to build up, it's to, to you know, that's, that's what it, it, it is. A supernatural gift is a revealing, it's uh, and uh, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of understanding, uh, those, it's, Kind of talking about the things there in uh, in uh, in Paul, okay. But uh, leadership would be uh, a, a gift of service. Uh, you know, uh, mercy, intercession, okay, uh, would be a, a support or build to build up people, okay. So those are gifts. That would would fall under service. The thing to remember is they both have one origin, and that's the Spirit of God, and they both have the same purpose, and that's to edify or to build up the church. Amen. And the last part of your notes, I won't necessarily go into it because it is eight fifty eight. Uh, so uh, talks about gifts of revelation. 
and then gifts of communication. Okay, so gifts of revelation, uh, discernment, word of wisdom, word of understanding, word of knowledge, prophecy, interpretation. Those those uh, again, and both of those, all all of that listed there would fall under the supernatural giftings. Okay, those things, you know. Uh, so if you have a gift of interpretation, and we, so so this is what does not happen. Okay, this is not a gift. If, if this happens, it ain't God. Okay, so if we had a prayer meeting right now, okay, and we were all praying and we were speaking in tongues, you know, and Brother Gus, he got up and he started walking around and come over here and listen to Tony and he'd say, well, you're saying this and you're saying this and you're saying that. That, that ain't a gift of interpretation. It don't work that way, okay? Uh, and anyone that thinks that, they they don't know the Word of God. So that's that gift. Someone might have, Brother Gus might have a gift of interpret. There's people, I mean, we know there's folks at, you know, different times, different places. You know, someone will speak in tongues and, you know, uh, someone else who is used in that gift, they'll interpret but, uh, you know, but that's, there's order to it. So they don't have that. That's a supernatural gift. Okay. Uh, used any other way, it is a gift of humanity. And I don't mean that nicely. It's a gift of the flesh. Amen. So nine o'clock, I'm done.